Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. Let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. guys welcome to kind of a brand new episode of saturday morning rewind so recently i started another podcast called be kind rewind with tim nidell now it's not going to be on the uh, saturday morning rewind feed that you're listening to right now it's on a different feed if you check out my website timnidell.com you'll see the uh, podcast selection there it shows this podcast and be kind rewind it'll take you right to the website be Kind Rewind is part of the Phoenix Media. It's got a whole bunch of different podcasts on there. You can check them out on Facebook. Phoenix with an F. So it's F-E-N-I-X Media. You'll find them there or go to phoenixmedia.us and that's their website. And that's where you'll find my other podcast. It's got its own feed. So if you just want to hear my show, you can check that out and subscribe. Or subscribe to all the other podcasts, which I recommend doing because they're all pretty great. But Beacon Rewind is very much like Saturday Morning Rewind. But instead of mainly focusing on cartoons and toys and video games of the 80s and 90s, I'm doing it to music, to movies, actors, stuff like that. So I'm going to do celebrity interviews from people from the 80s, 90s. And we're going to be talking about old TV shows and old movies from those decades, which I'm highly passionate about because I love the 80s and early 90s. And I decided for this episode you're listening to right now to play back one of my previous episodes of Be Kind Rewind. It's where I play back audio of Disneyland that I recorded over the years. I've got attraction audio, Main Street audio, stuff like that. And I'm going to mix in a couple interviews of uh, celebrities that I've talked to and we're talking about Disneyland. Again, the show is called Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell. You will find the website through my website, timnidell.com. Click on the uh, podcast link, you'll find it, or phoenixmedia.us or on their Facebook page. New episodes hit every Wednesday, so be sure to check that out. And here is one of my episodes, The Sounds of Disneyland. Now, there is going to be a part two to the series very soon. I'm not going to release it here on this channel, so make sure to follow Beacon Rewind, and you'll find it right there. You're listening to Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell, taking you back to when movies were actually good. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? When music wasn't auto-tuned. When TV only had a few channels. And now, here's your host, Tim Nidell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell. You can find me online. It's timnidell.com. You'll find all my links on there, my Instagram, my Twitter, my YouTube. I would appreciate all the follows, especially if you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Tim Nidell. I'd really appreciate that. 
And of course, Be Kind Rewind is brought to you by the fine folks over at Phoenix Media. Please check out their website, phoenixmedia.us. It's Phoenix with an F. You can learn more about our show here and the other podcasts on the network. And of course, learn about the advertising that we have to offer. So instead of hearing the commercials you hear in between our breaks, you'll hear your very own commercial. Again, just check out phoenixmedia.us for all the information. For today's episode of Be Kind Rewind, I thought I would do something a little different. No interviews, not really going back talking about old retro TV shows or movies. But I am going to talk to you about a certain place that I love to visit. A place that I try to go to at least once a year. Even living in Montana, I try to do that. And uh, of course I'm talking about Disneyland. And I was thinking because they've been closed for, God, how long has it been? It's it's going to be like almost a year pretty soon. I think it was like in March of 2020 that they closed their doors. I haven't been able to go. I miss the place of death. I love it there. I, I just go there and I, I feel like a kid. You know, and that's what this show is all about. Taking you back to the good old days of uh, when you were a kid or, you know, just make you feel like a kid at heart. And the park always did that for me. So I'm going to play some audio of my trips to Disneyland. This is a little segment I was I was actually wanting to do for my other podcast, Saturday Morning Rewind. Playing little segments, playing little uh, audio clips of each ride, doing playing little interviews with uh, celebrities talking about Disneyland that I've done. And I was thinking, you know, it kind of fits maybe better for this channel, Be Kind Rewind. So I'm going to play it here for you guys, and hopefully it'll take you back to your childhood or just make you feel like a kid again. So Disneyland opened on July 17th, 1955 in Anaheim, California. My first time there would have been, I don't remember the exact month, I think it's like September, October-ish of 1987 when I was seven years old. Um, at the time, I was living in Reno, and we decided to drive from Reno to Anaheim, which I think is roughly about nine hours. Last time I took it, it's about nine hours, give or take, you know, traffic and everything. And uh, we drove there, stayed at one of the uh, neighborhood hotels across the street from the park. And I remember walking through the gates and just looking around and uh, I was just amazed with everything. If you've never been, you walk down the main street and uh, they have these little like air things coming out of the bakeries. And so all the the smells are being pumped into the streets of Disneyland. And so it really makes you want to go. It's there so you go inside and, and buy something to eat. That's why it's there. But it just feels so homey. It just feels so cool walking down those streets of Disneyland and looking through the windows, seeing them prepare desserts and uh, bakery items from inside the stores. And... The first piece of audio I'm going to play is uh, from Main Street itself. Here's Main Street, USA, and Disneyland. So that right there is just a little bit of sample of Main Street. I don't want to bore you to death because it's not a ride. You know, I do have rides I'm going to play for you guys, and that's why I would want to listen to this episode, because I love 
the audio from the Disneyland rides. And even Disney World, if you're a Disney World fan, you're welcome to. I've been there a couple times. I love that place too. But because Disneyland was the first place I went as a kid, I think I just like a little bit better. And honestly, I'm more of a uh, Walt Disney admirer. You know, the guy himself. And the fact that he had so much involvement in Disneyland, the building of it, the maintenance of it, you know, preparing for new rides, going in and creating different attractions to bring to Disneyland. That's why I love Disneyland just a little bit more than Disney World. But I'm not a hater. I love Disney World, too. So I think we're going to take a quick break. But before I do, I'm going to play a little bit of audio from an interview that I did with Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, and Jason Marsden, the voice of Max Goof from a Goofy movie. And we're talking about Disneyland. I did this interview, I don't remember how long ago. I think it's been three to four years now. And you'll find the full episode on my other podcast, Saturday Morning Rewind. So enjoy. And we'll see you after the break. I had a, a one of my special, well, it didn't happen that long ago, we were doing remotes from Disneyland and I was very tired and I have about four hours off and I needed to take a, a break and there was only one place to sleep and that was with Walt's apartment above the fire station. Yeah, that's awesome. I had a chaperone because they to make sure I don't take Walt's stuff or whatever, but I got to sleep on Walt's bed and uh, take a nap there. Not many people get to do that and that was no. very special. Uh, my first time ever coming here uh, it was like 1987, and my uh, my my friend uh, when I first moved to LA, my friend across the street, his name is Jeff Smith, and we're still friends today. He's a cast member, but his dad was a cast member, and they're like, "Hey, you want to take a day off of school and come to Disneyland?" So I asked my parents. Luckily, they said yes, and so I got to be here. And that's when the the Skyways were still here, and the Carousel of Progress yeah. was still here. So I got to like a little bit of OG Disneyland back in the day. Yeah. Before there was before there was DCA, it was a parking lot. Right. I sound like an old man no, when no. I come here now. Like, it used to be a parking lot where you're that ride you're riding on. You're listening to Phoenix Media. Listen live and explore more great shows at phoenixmedia.us. Welcome back to Be Kind Rewind with Tim Nidell, taking you on a little mini, I guess, cheap vacation, too. This is like a cheap vacation. You guys owe me some money for this, by the way. Taking you on a little audio vacation to Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. Since we can't go there ourselves, since it's been closed for nearly a year now, we're going back on a little audio vacation to Disneyland. And we're going to continue on. And, you know, I was going to do it this early. But I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take you guys on my all-time favorite attraction inside Disney. Inside all the Disney parks. And that is the uh, Haunted Mansion. An attraction that opened on October 1st, 1971. Now, it was in the beginning stages right around Walt's death. So he was involved in the uh, creation of it. It was going to be a totally different thing. Totally different look. And in fact... If you've been there before, you know you go in there and you, you sit in the doom buggies. That's what they call it, doom buggies. And uh, it's a sitting ride where you can't really get off. You can't do anything. They they initially wanted to be a walking ride where you walk around. But they changed that, and I'm so glad they did because it, it wouldn't be the same if you can walk around and enjoy you know certain segments of it more than you should because I think it just gives you 
a perfect amount of time when you go down one of the doom buggies up into the attic, go in, you know, during the birthday scene, the ballroom scene, which is probably my favorite, I think, of the uh, whole attraction. Uh, maybe tied with the cemetery. I-, I love seeing new things when I go into the cemetery scene, you know, seeing new ghosts or new things that move that I didn't see the first hundred times of, of me being on the ride. So here's some audio from that attraction from the Honda Mansion.
unlivable here in this ghostly fight. Every room has wall to wall creeps, and heart and head blood and chills. Oh, <laughs> 
Listening to Phoenix Media, the future of broadcasting. Listen live at phoenixmedia.us. This next interview, again, was part of my other podcast, Saturday Morning Rewind. It's with the one and only Jim Cummings, very huge voice actor in the industry. Of course, you may know him as Darkwing Duck. And he also voices Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too. And he's been on my other podcast, I think it's been five times now, which is a record for anybody on my show. Big fan of his work. And he likes, you know, he enjoys my show, too. That's why he comes back on. And here we are talking about Disneyland, of course. Do you mm-hmm. have a favorite Disneyland memory or moment? Oh, my gosh. I have uh, probably way too many Um you know, I've I've got four daughters, and and they all circle, they all uh, center around them. Um, let's see, I moved to California when I was twenty nine, twenty eight. No wait, no, not not that old. I was younger than that. But anyway, so I've been here for most of my life, and uh, you know, I've been taking my daughters, uh, all four of them, to Disneyland all of their life. So um, uh, there are probably so many moments that I I couldn't even begin to recall them all, but. Um, I know that uh, taking, you know, pushing them around and having so much excitement and so much, uh, I've always videotaped us going in, and they're uh, on fire, they're bouncing off the walls, and then by the time we're leaving, they're in the strollers, and they're, you know, and I always videotape that, and and now at this point, you know, um, whether uh, someone's in uh, Florida or here, there is a, a sort of a mini tradition that one, some, one of them, because I have two adult daughters and then I have two, two that are still in grade school, and so uh, and sometimes they've all gone together. And what they'll do is they'll go on their Winnie the Pooh ride, and they'll call me from inside the ride, 
and say, hey, Dad, guess where we are? Then they'll hold the phone up in the air, and I'll hear myself in the background going, hey, there, Pooh, watch out over there. <laughs> and I'll say, let me take a wild guess. You're inside the Winnie the Pooh ride. How did you know? You know, and it's just a joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, it's an ongoing thing, you know. It's an ongoing memory maker for us. <laughs> Do you ever whip out the voice whenever you meet one of the characters? You know, I... Um, I I haven't I have in in the past, but it's so funny that you say that because I hadn't been there in a long time. In fact, I all my kids have been going, um, you know, with with mom or friends or cousins or you know. Uh, but I realized at this point that it, it was uh, 2015 was the first time that I was at uh, I was at Disney World a couple of times, but uh, I hadn't been to Disneyland since 1999, and I was thinking, gosh, this is crazy and. Uh, we were go we went there uh, last April, and then of course just a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, and it was just so great. And I saw the upgrades, and the Pirates of the Caribbean is different, and this and that. And as I'm walking around, uh, I'm hearing myself coming out from speakers, and uh, uh, three or four times in this parade, and uh, once or twice on this announcement. And then I'm over here, and I'm walking up to the ride. Uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride, and, and we, we walked into the courtyard where it's Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and I don't know if you've ever seen the bands that walk around. They're like a five- or six-piece band. They'll, they'll have a, a drummer and a tuba player and a trumpet player and a, you know an old-time semi-marching band, sort of like the old 1920s uh, state fair bands that stroll around, and they all looked at me, the, all the guys in the band, and the band leader went, I want they started playing the Tigger song, and and I and I looked, and they were all staring at me, and and my daughter Gracie goes, "Daddy, they know who you are," and I said, "Wow," and I, and I looked at them, and I and I and I point at myself, and they all shake their heads up and down, nod their heads, "Yep, yep." How you doing? How you doing? Then I they they finished the song, "Bouncy, bouncy, 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 bun, 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 and we went over and said hello, and they all knew who I was, and it was weird. I, because I, I don't have a sense of that. I think with the internet and the, because uh, I don't do any on camera. I mean, occasionally, every now and then, I did the Craig Ferguson show a couple of years ago, but not, I'm not a on cam <clears throat> an on camera guy, so I'm not used to people just. Oh my gosh, look look who yeah. it is! You know, it's it's an odd thing for me. But apparently, at Disneyland, I'm. I'm really well known. We went to, to Club 33. A friend uh, extended a, a, a visit for us there, and we went in. And I had been there before, and I assume you know what that is. That's the, yep. the club, yep. right? Here. Um, and I had been there before, before it was uh, remodeled uh, two years ago uh, for a visit uh, to Club 33 only. Uh, it was after Disneyland was closed. And, uh, and then I just went there this time around again. And it's completely redone, and, and the manager's giving us a tour. And uh, he said, well, uh, listen, I, I, I'm curious. Can you tell it's been redone? And I go, oh, my God, it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. He says, well, does any of this feel familiar? And I go, actually, I feel like I'm in New Orleans. He goes, yeah, uh-huh, that's right, keep going. And I said, well, what do you mean? And, and we walk into the, the bar and the lounge, and I said, gosh, this really, it's this decor. And he, he looks at me and he says, we basically modeled it after Tiana's place from Princess and the Frog. I said, no, you didn't. He says, oh, yeah. And sure enough, you know, there are, uh, there's a four-piece band playing on the wall, sax player, trumpet. And, of course, it's still Disney. So the, uh, the sax player on the wall, there's music playing in the air. You can hear it. And all of a sudden, the sax player disappears from the painting.
The saxophone in the painting is hovering in the air. The other three players are still going. The uh, the trombone, the tuba, and the trumpet player are still there, but the sax player vanished, and he reappears behind the bar where they have a saxophone mounted on the wall, and he starts playing that saxophone as a hologram, a la the haunted uh, mansion. Uh-huh. They tread, They take him out of the painting and put a hologram of him playing behind the bar. Then they did it with the trombone player behind the bar, and it's just it's. It was so magical, and I just couldn't believe it. You know, my little girls' were heads were exploding, and there's a, <laughs> pictures in the booths of the, these beautiful paintings of the bayou, and you realize that this one painting has got this little uh, shack out there, this little bayou shack, and the smoke rising out of the, uh, out of the, the chimney is moving. It's, it's actually on right now. There's, there's smoke rising of it actively. Wow. And it's just went on and on and on, and sure enough, we sat down and, and tried to have dinner, and the kids' menu, they said, would you like a kids' menu? And they're all kind of looking at me for my reaction. I said, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, I have my little girl there, Gracie and Lulu, 10 and 8, and they hand us kids' menu, and on the kids' menu is Ray from <laughs> Princess and the Frog. And, uh, and I'm going, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And they're all looking around laughing, and, and uh, you know, and I assume so, a couple of people knew who I was, and, and um, it, we just had a great time, and we're getting ready to leave, and one of the waiters who had just gotten off duty came up and he goes, I'm, oh, I'm Mr. Cummings, I'm, I'm really breaking protocol here. I could totally get in so much trouble, but if it's okay, if it's okay, please, 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 can I get a picture with you? And I said, oh, yeah, I, I can't believe that you know who I am. He says, you have got to be kidding me. I said, no, I, you know, I mean, I think that's very flattering, but, but sure, I'll do that. And he goes, uh, Mr. Cummings, what? Every single person who works here knows who you are. Oh, wow. And I said, What? And I look, and I look around, and I look at the bartender, and I look at the head waiter, and I look at the maitre d', and I look at the cashier, and I look at the waitress, this waiter, that waiter, this waiter, and they're all staring and looking at me, smiling. And I went, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so next thing I know, we're taking pictures with everybody in the whole restaurant. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I love Jim Cummings. And uh, by the way, he does also voice Ray in Princess and the Frog. That's why he mentions that. And listening to that, I'm, rem- I'm reminded how bad some of my audio used to be on my other podcast. I, I promise you, it- it's gotten a lot, a lot better since those days. It's one of my early Jim Cummings interviews. Nowadays, I use everything on my computer. Back then, I, I record everything on my cell phone. So it- I promise you, it's gotten better since then. So go check out my other show. I, I guarantee it's-, it's a good time. And I figured since he was talking about the Winnie the Pooh ride, here is my time on Winnie the Pooh. Set off in search of money. Precious. Oh, I did it. 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 I did it.
Listening to Phoenix Media, the future of broadcasting. Explore more great shows at phoenixmedia.us. Man, I can't believe our time is almost up for this episode. I've had a lot of fun doing it, playing the old clips that I recorded a handful of years ago on one of my many adventures inside Disneyland. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it too. Remember, check me out online, timnidell.com. And I think I'm going to close out this episode with my second all-time favorite attraction inside the park. Sometimes it could be my first, depending on you know what mood I'm in the day I go into the park, but usually it's my second favorite. And I'm talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, part of New Orleans Square, and the ride opened March 18th, 1967. Now, there is a little behind the scenes of this audio clip that I recorded. I recorded it about, I think it's four years ago. Uh, me and my buddy Christian came from Montana. We drove to go to the park, and we're in line to go on Pirates. And there's maybe about 30, 40 people behind us, so it wasn't too busy. I think it was during one of the fireworks shows, so nobody was really going to the rides. And the girl signals us to go up there, and she puts us in the in the second row. And if you've ever been in the park, you know that it's, it's a big boat that holds, I don't really know, I think it's about 30 people that it can hold, maybe more. And uh, we're on the second row, and she tells the boat to go. And, and Christian and I were, uh, are we going to ride by ourselves? Because that's going to be totally awesome. Because usually, you know, crowds ruin the experience, especially when you get locals, the, the pass holders that go every single day. And they quote every single line every time as you can hear in my uh haunted mansion clip that i played earlier in this episode they can ruin your experience sometimes so it's really cool to be by ourselves so that's why when you listen it's got like crystal clear audio with hardly any background noise so yeah i think that's going to conclude this episode hopefully you guys enjoyed it like i did making it and i'm going to close it out with pirates of the caribbean see you guys next time
best way to repel orders. And mark well the urge
on your larboard side. Belay there, you foxhole swamp. And now, you bilge rats, do I hear six? Who makes it six? Six of me. Six bottles of rum. I'm not sponging for rum. It'd be gold. I'm after the keys. What I wouldn't give to see the look on Captain Jack Sparrow's face when he hears tell tis only me what's got the goods. <laughs> Keep still. I'm studying me map. Yo ho! 
I humbly accept this magnificent treasure as my reward for a life of villainy, larceny, skullduggery, and receipt. On your way now, and tell the world you set sail with Blackbeard. Quite an excuse, sir. Thank you.